EFTM Tech Cars Lifestyle This is the EFTM Podcast with Trevor Long EFTM G'day, g'day, welcome Thanks for listening, thanks for downloading the EFTM Podcast Where we talk tech and we take your calls on tech So if you've got a tech question uh, The plan here is that I can help or I try and help Or we can have a chat about it at the very least And you do that by going to the website EFTM.com and clicking Ask Trev. I record on Tuesday mornings and I'll give you a buzz and we'll have a chat and hopefully we'll get to a few of those calls on today's show. Lots going on. Now, uh, a reminder, if you're listening on um, Tuesday or Wednesday, uh, the TV giveaway comp is still running. It it closes at midnight Wednesday night into Thursday morning. So um, uh, an $8,399 LG TV. Now, it's an 86-inch QNED. Um, That's their latest technology, mini LED, that all the brands now have. This really nice um, backlighting that gives you a, a, a really nice picture quality. We're talking top-notch stuff. But if you're wondering about the $8,399 price tag, that's the RRP, right? Now, I've looked. I found this thing for $7,000. Uh, that's the best price I could find, $7,000 at the good guys. So it's a $7,000 86-inch TV, folks. Um, and all you got to do is have the EFTM app. Have the EFTM app, sign up for an EFTM ID, which is free, and um, the data is saved by me and collected only by me. I've had a, a couple of questions about data retention and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, you know, it's just me. Like, I'm not some big corporate. Um, it's like when people mark as spam my, my uh, email newsletter. Just unsubscribe. I mean, it's a letter from me. Okay, I put a couple of ads in. I'm trying to pay the bills. It's just funny how... And maybe that's a, um, a representation of how they perceive EFTM, which is awesome because they perceive it as being bigger than it is, but it's just me. <laughs> just send an email. Um, so, yeah, the, the collection of data in the EFTM ID is really a verification thing to ensure that we know you're a legit singular individual so that we don't have exploitation of the EFTM ID. Um, because as, as I've said, I see some benefit in that long term in discounts and things like that. But right now, you get an EFTM ID, then you go to the website, click on the giveaway and enter. And you'll win. And remember this. I don't know how many people you think have entered, but trust me, it's less. And that's the same for every competition. Every competition. You see someone giving away a house, a non-raffle house, you know, not one of those charity things. If you see, see someone giving away a bike, a car, or whatever it is, there's less people who've entered than you think. Because many people, and I see it now, the number, the statistics on the website are fascinating to me. People go to the page, they see the entry form, and they go, Ugh, I don't know what an EFTM ID is. I'm out. And they give up. But all I had to do was download an app, put in some details, get one SMS that verifies they're, you know, that they're real, type that number in. It's automatically pasted by most phones. And then take their EFTM ID, user, unique username, type it into that entry form, and they've entered. Let's call that five minutes at most. You're knocking back a five-minute process that could offer you a 86-inch TV. It's hilarious to me. So, yes, I always say to people, enter. You've got to be in it to win it is a phrase, not because it's funny, but because it's true. Got to be in it to win it, folks. Um, so we got the, that giveaway still running now, so that's awesome. Now, I'm going to do a couple of interesting things on this show. I, I'm going to talk to uh, Tim the Lawnmower Man, who is a bloke I follow on TikTok and – I just love it. Great content, good fun. 
and huge numbers. And and in the in the guise of the style of conversation we had with Max Hawker a few months ago, I just want to understand the whole process for him. It's brilliant. Um, so we'll talk to Tim, the lawnmower man. Plus, I, I did a video this week, which I know you haven't all seen because I know the number of people that listen to the podcast. And I know the number of people that have seen the video. So there's a crossover that hasn't existed. So it, this is repeat content if you uh, watch everything I do. But I did a headphone test, 15 headphones, back to back. I put them in my ears. I made a phone call and I recorded the other end. So I want you to hear how headphones sound. 15 different brands, two tests. How does it sound making a phone call in a quiet space? And then how does it sound in a noisy environment? And the results will blow your mind. Now, I will say that, and I'll mention this again before I play it, but just to be clear, this was a video, and I'm going to replay the audio of that video here on the podcast. So if I mention in the, in the, the headphone test that, you know, look at this and have a look at that, obviously it was a video. But I think it has the same impact. It may be even better when you're driving along in a car if you listen to the podcast that way. So we'll do a headphone test of 15 different sets of headphones from $89 all the way up to $400 uh, right here on the EFTM podcast. This is the EFTM podcast. EFTM. Trevor Long taking your calls. If you've got a tech question, go to the website, EFTM.com. Just click on Ask Trevor. Gerald did that. G'day, mate. How are you doing? Yes, good, good, Trevor. What can uh, I do for you? The, yeah, the question I had is when you log on to say, pharmacy um, online accounts, that yeah. sort of thing. When you come to, to check out, they say, please key in your discount voucher. Now, I'm not sure how one gets those discount vouchers, and if one can find out how to get the discount vouchers, how does one know that those sites are legit and not just a, a scam? So I think the the simple thing here is most shopping um, websites, and I, I – I want to get a little bit technical and say the platform, the back end that all the shops use, have the ability for the shopkeeper to offer a discount. Um, right. And I'll, I'll, so just to say, just to check we're on the same page. So, for example, I have a website shop where you can buy EFTM merchandise, hats, drink bottles, those kind of things, right? And I can offer a discount code, which might be a word, might be a set of numbers, um, and that discount code might give you 5% off, might give you 10% off. It might give you free postage. I can actually right. I can actually attach different things to different codes. I can make a code that can only be used once and never again. I can make a code that can be used forever and a day until I turn it off that gives you a certain thing. So really they're, they're offered as an incentive and, and often they're a loyalty discount. Um, so you're a, you might get a code in an email from a company saying, you know, today only use this code and get some money off. Um, I know that several of our loyal listeners, uh, Matt and Rob and others, talk about Ozbargain a lot, and that's a great website to find those codes. Uh-huh. So if you are looking for a discount, it's not a bad thing to go to Ozbargain and check that there's no discounts on offer, but there's no negative to using a code if that's what you're wondering. Yeah, no, but I was just wondering if you go onto a site like Ozbargains, for example, yep, you don't yep. know what the, uh, you know, how legitimate that site is, is what is my point, I guess. Yeah, I think uh, the thing about Ozbargain is it is user-generated content, okay? So okay. Um, most of the time it's absolutely awesome because it's basically people who notice something great as a deal and they offer yeah. it up to a wider community. So rather than just keeping it to themselves and getting the great discount themselves – they go, well, I'm going to tell everyone, and and they do. So, okay. you know, broadly, I would say that if you want to have a look through Ozbargain, you'll find some great deals, and now's a good time to be looking for them too, leading up to Christmas. Yeah, okay. No, and well, so, that sounds and, good. And, and, mate, if there's a shop you go to regularly, 
like a chemist or something, or you shop at regularly online, don't hesitate to contact them. Reach out to them if you can and say, listen, I'm a regular. Is there some, you know, discount you yeah, can offer me, some yeah. code? It's like the yes. only way to bargain and haggle these days, right? <laughs> exactly, yeah. No, okay, well, I'll give Oz Bargain a try then. Good on you, mate. Enjoy. Excellent. Thanks, Trevor. Happy shopping, Gerald. And uh, if you're looking for a bargain, uh, I know Robin, Matt and the team uh, and the moderators um, are massive fans of Oz Bargain. Mate, um, hey, just hit it up. I find it a very... I don't know, I'm a real um, narc for design, and it's like Amazon. It's just so 80s. I feel like it needs to be redesigned, but it works, and that's the same with Oz Bargain. It just works. Codes are here. The website link is there. It just works. Um, so, yeah, worthwhile checking out if you're looking for a deal, whether it's Christmas or New Year or any time. Ozbargain.com.au. EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast. A few months ago, I um, had on the show Max Hawker. We all know him. All in a day's work, mate. Such a fun character, um, you know, living in my world, in the world of technology, you know, fixing phones. Like, I don't know anyone that could do that. It was just phenomenal. It was great to talk to him, you know, get a sense of, you know, what he's up to and how it all works. It was it was mind-blowing to me. And he, he just gone viral in, in a place where I don't think he ever could have imagined it. Well, he's not the only one. And it's, it's happening to a lot of people because it's not about trying to reach millions of everyday people. It's about hitting a niche. It's either a fascination or, I, I mean, I don't know what it is, but it's brilliant to watch people have fun with social media. Social media gets a really bad rap a lot of the time. And uh, I like to take the good out of it in, in many ways. And there's one account which I've been getting a lot of satisfaction from. And the thing about TikTok is... I'd, I follow a bunch of people, but I don't ever look at my following page, if that's what you call it. I'm just only ever in the algorithm. And it's fascinating to me that they must know me so well that it just keeps coming up. And it's Tim, the lawnmower man, and he's on the line. Tim, g'day. Trevor, thanks for having me. Mate, you've got to take me back here because I've, I've looked at, you know, as best I can at what you do. And you've got a YouTube channel, which has clearly been going, I think, longer than the TikTok. But what got you started videoing? Lawn mowing. Uh, oh, it's a very long-winded story, it's which okay. if anyone asks me about, and they've got me talking for an hour, and then I realise they've switched off. So <laughs> I won't bore you too much, but um, I did. I started doing lawn mowing on on the side. I'm a firefighter full time, and yeah. uh, I do lawns on the side. And I just filmed a couple of uh, videos of me doing hedges for potential clients to see what I could do. Mm. Threw them up on YouTube just so they could host it, and I could send the link. I never thought anyone would watch them, which they didn't. Mm. And then for some reason, I've decided to film one of my longer, longer long grass jobs. And uh, all of a sudden, that one sort of took off. And it's been going ever since. What do you reckon it is? Do you reckon it's um, that oddly satisfying kind of content? Is it the mind-numbingness of it? What What do you reckon attracts people? Both. A, a bit of both. We all, all the people that do it on YouTube seem to uh, title the videos with oddly satisfying. Oh, okay. And, it's not just lawn mowing, you know, obviously uh, pressure washing too. That's a bit of a... They were the first uh, two things I got into on TikTok, to be honest. Yes. Pressure washing and uh, the hedge people. There's some people yeah. that have multi-bazillionaire clients who have hedges for days and it's just magnificent, right? As someone with a, you know, beaten up backyard, you go, man, this is this is desire. It's also, I think, aspirational too. I think a lot of people look at it and go, oh, man, I'd love to do my edges like that, which is why yeah. an edging video can do really well, I guess. 
Yeah, I think it's anything that's, that sort of stands out a bit. Like it's either if it's really bad or really good, it yeah. does well. If it's that sort of um, you know average lawn that everyone does themselves, uh, no one really cares about that. As evident by, you know, I think you, you videoed your own lawn recently. It's only got a couple of thousand views. I mean, it's just disappointing, Correct. really, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> I, how do, so here's the thing about um, going viral, which is a kind of stupid term, but it, I think it – because it's hard to define. Like for some people, yeah. getting a thousand views is viral because they, they normally just post stuff and you know get to a five, five or ten, right? What yeah. what to you originally, maybe in you know the early days, what was viral? Oh well, the, when my first video on YouTube got two thousand views overnight, I didn't think it was viral, but I, I thought it was insane that um, yeah. that, that had happened. Um, in terms of viral now, especially with TikTok and the the amount of reach you've got there, that what you'd technically call viral is, is probably not not even me. Uh, I've got one with 20 million views and yeah. I don't even know if that technically counts. What, you've got a split platform here. You know, you've got Instagram, you've got TikTok, you've got Facebook, you've got YouTube. How are you managing that? Because I feel like, and maybe I'm wrong here, but I feel like TikTok's the primary now. Um, yeah, well, number-wise it definitely is. Uh, financially it's not because it doesn't pay. Mm. Um, but it's it's a lot of work to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, and and consistency really. And the the, the platforms I'm consistent on seem to grow, which is obviously TikTok and YouTube. Yeah. The ones that I'm less consistent with, Instagram and Facebook. Um, you know, I've got I think I've got two hundred sixty thousand TikTok followers and seventeen hundred um, Instagram followers. So. <laughs> You know, go figure. Yeah, and it's a, it's a fascinating learning, really, isn't it? The the consistency thing. Have you have you found yourself needing to jump onto trends, or have you just been doing your own thing? Um, I've tried to sort of do my own thing. If there's a trend where I think I can sort of relate to it in my niche, I do it. But if I like, I, I don't do any dancing. No. <laughs> there's no, um, there's none of that because uh, any any time I stray outside of my niche. Mm. Um, things don't do well. Yep. It's um, it, it sort of slaps you on the the head and says, you know, get back to doing what you're meant to do. You mentioned making money. It's a tough game trying to make money out of any content on the internet. Obviously, yeah. YouTube's kind of renowned for having a, a program. Um, and obviously, you've got a day job, so you, you're still a firefighter. Yes. Yeah. That's it's, the main gig. And I, I, is, my, um, it's, it's been somewhere. a while. It's been a while since I had a mate who was a firefighter. But um, as last I heard that you know you kind of good good rosters for that where you've got days on days off where you, I mean this is about keeping you active really, isn't it? On your days off. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's virtually a um, profitable hobby. Yeah. Um, because I do have a bit of a following. People assume that um, I'm this magnate mowing person, but it's just me doing it part time. Uh, I never pretend to be. Um, you know, an a entrepreneur or anything like that. Mm. It's just virtually it's a um, profitable hobby for me. And has has it surprised you, I guess, in what you can make from it uh, in terms of just the mowing, let alone the, 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 the internet side of things? You know, getting new equipment, that kind of stuff, probably you never expected you would be bothering with. You just were going to go out and mow a few lawns with your own mower, I'm tipping. Yeah, exactly. I just started just with a you know, standard sort of mower and whippersnipper and uh. – uh, since then, I've gone and bought a, you know, the smallest thing you can call a truck, a little Isuzu that, um, yeah, you can barely call it a truck, but it's a truck. Uh, oh, it's a truck. Know, it's on, it's um, a truck in a true Aussie sense. You know, Americans <laughs> call a frigging Ute a truck. You've yeah. got a proper truck. You know, it's it's a tray. <laughs> prop prop is a bit of an exaggeration, but um, it's borderline truck. <laughs> what um, um gonna... what what about the what what about the um 
the trend of late, it seems. And again, it's a funny thing about the way I use TikTok. I don't really, as I say, follow. I kind of just let it feed me. Um, I feel like you've you've moved towards this kind of helping uh, and doing kind of more um, generosity, you know, doing lawns for free, doing makeovers, which is, I guess, challenging, but also great content. Yeah, absolutely. Great content. It's a natural sort of progression if you if you follow it in the YouTube sort of lawn lawn mm. space. You start out doing these overgrown yards and you're looking for them all the time. Yeah. And the, the people that want to pay you for them generally don't want to pay a lot for them. Yeah. Um, so to be honest with you, I'd rather go and help someone that actually needs help than someone underpay me for a job, if you know what I yeah. mean. Yeah. So rather than someone so, saying, nah, mate, I've only got a hundred bucks and you're like, dude, that's two days work. You're, yeah. You'd rather find someone who's down on their luck and it would yeah. love to do their lawns. I think your most recent one, you know, someone that's literally struggling, you know, it's going to – like it's a win for everyone. My I feel good after my lawns are done. So I think I can't imagine what it would be like someone else, you know, doing it for me if I'd neglected them. Yeah, we did a, a pretty crazy one the other day. We had 14,000 people watching us live on TikTok. Mad. What time Which, of day was that in Australia? What time of the day? Yeah. Uh, we, I think we kicked off about 9.30 or something. Okay. Uh, yeah. So that would have that would have hit a bit of the US because is that what's yeah. your audience breakdown? How are you, how are you going Australia versus global? Uh, YouTube sixty percent the US. Um, Australia's only about fifteen percent, and right. then um, it's a bit more even on TikTok. It's a fascinating thing the the demographics of it because I'm, and again I'm in a in a niche of my own, but I don't want to be global. I want to only be local because, hey, yeah. the number one reason I hate YouTube is when I upload a video of the new iPhone, you know, well, there's very few people in the world that have got it and I review it and you put it up and you go, it's, you know, $1,099 and they go, dude, it's six ninety nine. And I'm like, okay, there's more dollars in the world than just the American one, you dickhead, exactly. is basically how I reply to people. Because yeah. it's a funny thing, you know, what I do is very local, but your what you do is essentially global. Other than I guess they don't have buffalo around the world and different things like that. That's really the only localized part of what you do. Um, yeah, I mean there's different names for things, obviously yeah. things, obviously. But uh, yeah, I've had that same issue with pricing. On, hmm. you know, I did a TikTok on when I bought my uh, fourteen thousand dollars stand on mower. Yeah, and just the joke was that I bought a fourteen thousand dollars stand on mower and the first job I went and did was a free job, an overgrown one. <laughs> and I had, had people in the comments, yeah, that's not a $14,000 mower, it's an $8,000 mower at best. And Yeah, so yeah, no, I definitely encounter a lot of that too. And what about the hate from people that are judging you on your professionalism, which is one of your best videos, by the way, when you put on a suit and tie and mow the lawns. Um, <laughs> that one didn't take off. So you like that. The people that, that watched it generally like it. But um, I thought that had viral potential but uh i've been pushing and pushing that one and it just it doesn't want to go so yeah. uh I, you know i need to to listen but yeah no you definitely there's definitely a lot of trolls out there a lot of people that'll tell you you're doing it wrong and again i, I don't take it too personally because it's i never profess to be an expert or mm. you know I, I talk down what i do i just um, i'm not an expert i go out there and i get it done yeah you know but <laughs> I, I do an okay job so how, how are you dealing with that, though? Because there's not a lot of negativity on the internet, and I think um, that's the challenge going forward for our kids, let alone, you know, just society, is yeah. far out. It's it's It can be a downer, you know. Um, I'm pretty thick skin. Uh, I've worked in the media a long time, so you've got to. But I don't mind arcing back, but I've tried to learn not to because it actually gets worse for me. Um, but, you know, block and ignore is an easy thing to say, but it's a tough thing to do. 
I think it's definitely the best thing to do. But as you said, it, it's you want to bite back and uh, and go at them. But it's it's definitely you know not worth investing the energy in. Mm. Um, you know, th- those people are sad. Like they're, yeah. they're genuinely sad in their lives. And you know, like I'm out there having fun mowing lawns, you know, helping people and and making you know light hard content. And yeah. people try and find a negative in that. So uh, you know, you, you're, they're obviously not in a great place. And taking it out on the rest of the world. I think it's a really good takeout because I've tried to find a few words and I haven't finished on them yet, but I've tried to find a few words that I can essentially reply to those kind of people with, which is absolutely not smart arshes. It's just a way of going, hey, that's your call. I just hope you have a great day and tomorrow gets even better for you or something like that where you go and they, they come back and they go, what? What's he being? What? Like (laughs) You want them to be confused and kind of think about the fact that someone's wishing them well. Um, I feel the worst part with those is I feel they drop their comment and then move on to the next video. They never see your reply. So even if you yeah. reply with something witty or, <laughs> or you know, or something disputing what they've they've claimed, they've moved on to troll the next person. I'll give you some advice. Don't get into the anti-vax world. I did that recently, and they they do latch on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think I'll, I'll pass on political. <laughs> they really do latch on. So what next? I mean, you've got a great thing going on. It feels like you've got a great thing going on where you can, you know, earn the hard-earned on your day job, um, spend the hobby money on really cool gadgets, which, uh, you know, mow lawns and, you know, essentially can earn you a bit of cash on the side. What next? Uh, just to grow the YouTube channel uh, and because we are doing it, we're doing these overgrown lawns and as I said, we're always looking for them. Uh, I, I just really want to help someone once a week mm. um, take care of a, a nasty lawn for free. You know, if we can if we can help someone out and uh, improve someone else's life while, you know, I'm not going to say there's no vested interest, obviously. Yep. If it does well, you know, we get paid, but yeah. um, it doesn't always work that well. A lot of the time we do these. And the videos don't cover what you would have made if you just went mowing. Yes, but that's you know, that's I'm happy with that. I don't need to make squillions out of it. Mm. As long as we can get by off it, it's it's fine. Uh, who's we? So, uh, I say my partner Nicole. Mm. I um yeah, and I, I don't know for some reason I I hate saying I. Yeah, um, no, it's it's it's, a, it's I, I got the sense that there is it's certainly not just you because sometimes it's more than just a tripod. Um, um, yeah. Sometimes it is just you, um, but yeah, I, I, you know, these things are. It's funny how. What was what was her situation early on? Does she think you were being an idiot? Um. Oh, well, she was just surprised by the. Well, I mean, she always thinks I'm being an idiot, but yeah. um, yeah, she was just shocked by the, the growth of it. But she's really into it. You know, she comes out with me um, and either helps me film. Sometimes gets on the tools. Yeah. Um, and if she's not doing any any of that, uh, she's feeding me. So <laughs> she's definitely part of the team. And she's a keeper. Put a ring on that yeah. one. Hey, um, just finally, because it's my world, but there's two big things that have happened in my life with regards. To, I love my lawns. Like, I, they're not great, but it's, look, it's my time. So you had the robot mower. Yes. Well, I was just going to say, right? So two things have changed in my lawns. One was going electric and one was going robot. And what, what have you seen in both those spaces? And, and what do you think? Um, I've seen electric come a long way. Mm. Um, I th- the, the homeowner products, that are being sold at the moment. I find a lot of the people that buy the battery gear are generally not people that will mow once a week. They might mow once a month. Right. And then they get into trouble because they're a little underpowered for that. That's right. Yep. Um, but, you know, it, great technology. There are actually like commercial ride on mowers now. Right. Uh, they're very expensive, you know, like four times as expensive as your, your petrol 
counterpart. Yeah. Uh, but they look really interesting. I reached out to um, a company that uh, is distributing them here in Australia. Uh, to see if I could have a turn, but uh, I think they're booked out at the moment. Yeah, right. So the in the electric space, I, I used a Ryobi early on, um, yeah. and I feel like that's what people are buying, and I was very disappointed. Look, no, I was impressed with it. It was powerful enough to do what I needed to do, um, but it was very cheap and plasticky and light. But then exactly. I, I tested the Ego range. Mate, yep. it has it, – it's lasting so well. I've got a great blower, yep. whipper snipper, and mower, and – unbelievable like it's just amazing how it's changed how simple mowing is for me now just you know push and go and turn it on and no chanking ranking the yanking the chain and all that kind of stuff it's it's a brilliant thing but you're right if you let it go too far you're never going to cut through it um which is kind of the problem but i think it's i absolutely recommend people go electric if they're a if they're a lover of lawn at home um, and yeah. not not to your level you know to the level of the people on tiktok who have got those rollers and blades and all no, those other course. crazy things but um but the robot, mate, I I think the robot has improved the quality of my lawn one thousand percent. And my Just lawn's regular cut. My lawn's rubbish. Um, but out the back in mind, I had clover coming through in this in this kind of part of the lawn where it's like, dude, this is horrible because you do only yeah. get to it once every two or three weeks, and they come through. But it's because. I assume it's just getting trimmed every day. That the, the the stuff yeah, weeds aren't coming through. It's promoting that growth, and then um, you get this nice, lush carpet that's going to stop the weeds coming through. Uh, uh, your your backyard is a yard I'd love to see a bloody robot on because it's 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 the perfect flat. It's perfect flat. It's perfect everything. Whereas mine is this hilly rubbish. Yeah, it does get well, stuck like in try. places. I've got, I've got to reach out to a couple of the people that that uh, either distribute them or, or make them and, and uh, see if we can get a go. I think that um, I think I will hook you up with the people at Works because they're not the best brand in the world in terms of, um, you know, reputation, but it's the it's the go-to. It's the one you buy at Harvey Norman, right? And, yeah. Mate, mine's been running now for 18 months. And it's a good run. I change the blades every – oh, feels like every month. I bought new blades on Amazon and just change them every month or so and – you know, it's the setup that that is the challenge mostly, but and making sure you've got a suitable lawn. So, I actually will hook you up because I'd love to I'd love to see what you think of it and how it actually essentially cares for a lawn. And then it's just getting out with the edger once in, once in a while and trimming the edges. It's it's a fascinating well, well, thing. Well, it's not one hundred percent into it. It's not a not a bad way to go. But yeah, yeah. All right, mate. Well, I'm I'm blown away by you. Got two hundred sixty thousand followers on uh, on TikTok and and many more around the other social medias, and it's just a fun thing. I, I wanted to reach out because I love what you do because it is it's just the kind of thing that can bring a smile to someone's face because a you're being an idiot or you're being generous or you're informing it's just this really great mix of content I think you do a great job buddy no dancing though there's no dancing no. Just let's let everyone know you and I share that uh, that mantra if if I listen if I ever dance on TikTok please DM oh, me DM me are you okay I won't do that mate I'll just unfollow <laughs> <laughs> likewise cheers Tim. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Good on you, mate. Uh, Tim, the lawnmower man is the uh, username uh, on TikTok. Um, very easy to find Tim, the lawnmower man, and his YouTube channel, likewise, is called Tim, the lawnmower man. I know it sounds ridiculous to recommend that you follow a bloke mowing lawns, but it's just something fun. Honestly, it's the kind of wholesome content we need. In a world of, you know, bikini dancing and stupid tasks and challenges, let's just be real. And <laughs> That's pretty much what Tim is.
So here's a funny thing. Now, I have placed a call with the New South Wales Electoral Commission, and they haven't come back to me yet. So by the time I publish this, it may well be different. But a fascinating thing that last week I talked about, wrote about the New South Wales government iVote system, which allowed you to vote before the uh, council elections uh, using your mobile phone or computer. You know, electronic voting, we've been talking about it forever, and it's such an obvious thing to be doing. Um, and one of the things that happened, I guess, last federal election was it took forever to get a result, and we were like, you should do electronic voting because it would be so much quicker to count. I'm looking at the detailed breakdown of the votes in my local area. And I've checked others, but it's the same. And under postal votes, for example, um, there are numbers accounted for each um, each different candidate. Uh, under each polling place, there are numbers accounted for. But under iVote, there's nothing. And frankly, the pre-poll number doesn't look quite large enough in my mind to truly represent a completed vote. So like if I look, let's use the example again of of Hornsby where I am, there's apparently 99,000 electors, people who vote, and there are 66,000 votes counted. Now it's Tuesday afternoon, the mayoral vote, two candidates, seriously, easiest count you've ever had. So I would say there's probably 20,000 people who didn't vote. <laughs> but there's got to be another five or ten who did and aren't counted because the I votes aren't counted yet. Now, <laughs> if, we, if we're going to have a computerized system counting votes or l- lodging votes, it's it's like two buttons to execute the output of those votes. And then, Yeah, okay, so you don't put publish them on Saturday night. I get that. Someone needs to audit them maybe. But it's Tuesday afternoon. We should have a result. Now, if we implemented some form of electronic voting in the federal election, which is where it should be, we should get the results on Saturday night. Like, let's call it 10.30. So polls close at 6. Audit is done between 6 and 8. Between 8 and 9, it's certified. And at 10 o'clock, they're published. (laughs) And they just just spat spat out as a booth, uh, as is the terminology in um, tally room circles. I am blown away that right now in my local council there is not a result for for the I vote. There's no I vote counted. So either they've been included somewhere else and it could here's how. Because you put in a suburb a postcode, it could be that they associate your postcode with a booth and they put those votes against that booth. Maybe. It's also quite possible they just haven't included them yet, which is hilarious. I, I'm just saying it editorially because it's funny and I'm, my mind is blown. When they come back to me, if they legit have not been included, I will be writing this story for both EFTM and Nine News because it's hilarious that we have an electronic system that is slower than people counting pieces of paper. Go figure. Trevor Long taking your calls. If you've got a tech question, go to the website, eftm.com. Natalie's on the line. G'day, Natalie. Hi, Tony. How are you? Yeah, really good. That's good. What can I do for you? 
I've got a question about setting up a domain of where we've, I've just set up a business with my sister and um, at the moment we're operating via gmail.com but we just want to make it a little bit more personal uh, with our business on the end of that. Um, so, yeah, we just wanted to know yeah. how we go about setting that up. And the other thing, the other concern is about security as well. Yeah. Look, the great thing is um, there are a lot of complexities around domain names broadly, um, you know, and I want you to know that everything you buy can be separated. So I just want – I say that because a lot of people get bundled into everything, right? But I'm yep. actually going to recommend you bundle the heck out of this for you because for simplicity, you're already on the right path. Gmail okay. is what I use. Um, but my email address is – either at trevorlong.com or at eftm.com. I've got both of them. They come to the same place because what I did was upgrade my Gmail to what they call Google Workspace. Now, Google Workspace is a uh, subscription, you know, plan. Um, it, it um, I mean, I think I pay about 25 bucks a month or something like that, um, but I'm also getting a whole bunch of extra storage. Um, so you don't need to spend that. I think it's $8.00. 40 per user per month. So you, with with a business plan where you want email, um, you basically pay per user. Now, oh, you know, the more people you have, that means it's an, it's an extra overhead. So you're looking at, what are you talking, 120 bucks a month, uh, a year for uh, every employee you bring on. But hey, you're not going to add employees if you're not doing well. So hopefully that, that works out okay. But broadly, it's, um, you know, let's just call it 10 bucks. 10 bucks a month per user gets you 30 gigabytes of mail, um, cloud storage and all this stuff. Plus, they will guide you through the process of getting your own domain name. So basically, when you set it up, you can actually tell them what domain name you want. They'll tell you whether it's available. They'll actually buy it for you. Essentially, they're the, they become the merchant. There are other places you can buy domain names from, like GoDaddy, um, Melbourne IT. There's a bunch of places that sell domain names. But if you buy the domain name separately, because you absolutely can, and then bring it to Gmail or Google, it's just a more technical process. We just need to go through a few extra hoops. Not a terrible thing to do, but I'm just saying it's so easy to set up Google Workspace. Um, and once you've got Google Workspace, you own the domain name, you've got the email all set up, and when you want to – are you going to create a website for your business as well? Yes, we are. We're in the process of doing that. So then this domain name can then be directed to your business website as well. But – the good thing is that you don't need to go with Google for your website or anything like this. That's why I explained at the start that they are all separate. So even though you bought your domain through Google, they don't control it. You have control over what it does and how it works. Um, your email is is a box. It's just think of it like a post box. But Google is using that domain name to ensure that you get it all in the right place. And it's, you know, your name at yourbusiness.com or whatever it is. Um, and then when you do set up a website, your web designer will say here's the here's the service we're going to host at there's another cost per month of hosting and they'll they'll go through a process of setting up your domain name they'll, they might need you to do something or they might need to log in for you but you know control who has access for sure but it's so easy and it's the best thing because google's great right gmail is awesome it's so easy so simple to use works on your phone easy it's a web browser to access from any computer and and it looks the same like the the workspace version of gmail looks the same as the free version, but there's no ads. Bingo. Gotcha. So and Google Workspace is the recommendation there. Okay, awesome. Now, just with that, Trevor, 
So we are, we're currently running on gmail.com. Yep. Like from uh, moving forward, does that mean that once we convert over and buy like um, our own domain via Google Workspace, yep. will those current emails that we're getting via Gmail, um, will they link up to our new one? I think what will domain? happen is it will just expand your existing mailbox. I haven't done it okay. in a long time for anyone, but mm. my, my guess is, um, well, there's, there's two outcomes. The first one is it just it just uh, expands your mailbox and your original Gmail plus your new new messages all work together. Now, if it okay. doesn't, the Gmail account is free. You, you never need to pay for it to keep it. And what you do is you forward all your mail. So mm. I do this with my very, very first email address at Google, which I don't log into anymore at all. Um is, is set up so, and it's actually in the settings in the website of Gmail. So when you check in your mail, you click on the little cog and there's this thing called forwarding um, and you just enable forwarding and it will just send all your messages to your new account. And, gotcha. and the reason it's actually a really good way to go and if even if it doesn't, you should set up and play around with filters. And what you do is you set up a filter that says any message that is sent to, you know, my name at gmail.com label it or star it or put it in this folder so that you can very clearly discern who's got the old and the new address. And when someone sends you a message to the old Gmail address, you can reply to them and say, hey, just letting you know our new address is this. And you can show them that you've you know stepped it up a gear, you've got more professional, da, 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 da. And you can essentially move away from that Gmail account. Not that you ever need to, but you know, just in time, you can move away from it and, and have everything linked together in one. Fantastic. And just with the Gmail, can you mm. set um, – once we've set up our own domain, can we set up a signature block under that as well, the, that yep. function on that? Absolutely. So in Gmail, it's under – I'm thinking it's under general. So in settings, little cog up the top right-hand corner. You can do it on your free account now. Um, mm-hmm. okay. Under general, uh, settings general, scroll down, there's a thing called signature. Uh, and okay. then you can actually create multiple signatures – um, so you might have a you know very formal one, you might have a relaxed one, you might have a holiday one, things like that. Um, and you can then say, look, on new emails, I want to use this signature. On reply emails, I want to use this signature. So you can kind of, when you're formalizing a new email, it's very formal. And when you're replying to someone, it just puts your name and phone number or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Right. Um, yep. So it's actually really, really powerful. I highly recommend if anyone's using Gmail, dig into the settings because there's some really cool stuff in there. Um, mm. Labeling and filtering are the two things I think most people could benefit from. Um, so labeling is, you know, like in the old school Outlook, you'd have folders. Labels are just folders, but every, it's all in one box, but then you can label search. So you can look for all your – label all your clients. One client has – every client has a label, so you can very clearly find very quickly and easily the messages or, or files and, and emails relating to that client. And filtering is also brilliant. So what I recommend, it's kind of a workplace hack, if you like, if you're getting a lot of emails. I always say to people, create a label called CC and then create a filter that says, if my email is in the CC, skip my inbox and put it into the CC label. And then what you do is every day, once, twice a day, you check the CC folder because those messages, they weren't sent to you. So don't, don't let them overwhelm you. And so email can be super powerful if you really embrace it uh, and play around with some of the, the the features that exist in those filters and all the different stuff that exists in the back end. Because obviously the other great thing about having the Google Workspace is you've also got things like Google Chat and that allows you to do video calls and all that. 
And it's a much more formal way. I don't know what sort of business you've started, but it's much nicer to say, you know, here's an email from my really formal email address, which is a chat invitation, which is my very formal email address. You know, I think it looks much more professional when you're presenting yourself in business. Yeah, absolutely. So awesome. Google Workspace, I think you'll um, you'll find it very easy. They are literally building that to make it easy for people. And um, it used to be that you'd buy a domain and then bring it to Google, but now they're like, dude, we'll just sell it to you. We'll sell you the domain names. And that, they're very, very competitive on price. Fantastic. Enjoy. Thanks, Trevor. Good luck. Thank you. No worries. Thank you. Have a great day. And uh, if you've got a question, and I think the great question there from Natalie is, you know, this is not something you, you learn anywhere. Like how on earth do you find that out? That's a tough thing. So uh, really happy to help with that. Something, I mean, uh, people that know me have known me long enough know that I used to sell domain names, build websites, and it was kind of what I did in the late 90s, early 2000s. But, um, and none of that's really changed. It's all the same. It's, it's actually just easy to do now. Um, so yeah, highly recommend it. EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast. Now, I said at the start of the show I wanted to do this headphone test. And this actually came about, I'm pretty sure Fennec and I talked about it um, a few months ago. I've been thinking about this for a very long time though. Um, and it was just a matter of kind of executing it, working out properly how to do it. And um, I, I got the gear together and I set it up. So what I did, and this may be clunky getting into it because I don't know how I introduced the video or how much of the audio I used. But anyway, I'll try and get straight into the first set of headphones and explain this to you. So I, I got out 15 sets of in-ear headphones that I'd seen or reviewed in the last little while. Um, I charged them up for a few hours each and I then paired them one by one with my phone. And on this roadcast that I record this show on, I had another phone connected. And I made a phone call between the two phones. I muted the second phone and I muted the microphone here on the roadcaster. I just recorded the the other end of the conversation essentially. So I sat talking like this with headphones in and I let the other end of the conversation be recorded. But then what I also did was I played a bit of loud noise in the background. Now you will hear this in part during um during this. It's very loud. Like trust me. It's it's an it's a noise of traffic, of people, of footsteps, of rain. Very loud. To the point where I felt like I had to yell to be heard. So what I did, I pressed play on that while I had the headphones on to see how they impacted noise cancelling out the environment for the other person on the other end of the call. So I could still hear it, and I'll be honest, way more than what you could hear on the other end. But for some, it was horrible. But they were cheap. For some, it was super impressive. So yeah, I would absolutely love your feedback on this. Uh, If you could comment on the uh, YouTube video at EFTM online is the YouTube channel or on the Facebook page. Um, if you could comment on the video, that'd be awesome. I'd love to know your thoughts. Which did you rate well? Which surprised you? Which would you steer clear of? Um, this is just about phone calls, not about music or anything else. Um, so this is my 15 headphone call quality test. So we've got a phone call that has been made. I am now recording my voice through the audio mixer, which is the receiving end of this phone call. So this is the sound of the Apple AirPods Pro. Okay, these are the Apple AirPods Pro with noise cancelling, all the bells and whistles, uh, and this is what a phone call sounds like if you're talking and going about your day life. But then let's add some background noise and see what that does to the phone call. Obviously, with some, you want them to you know, get rid of that sound. Others, it'll be a bit more difficult. So this is the sound, and if we move about and walk about and do things, 
maybe it'll make a difference. So that is the Apple AirPods Pro. Now hopefully we can actually just keep the connection alive and switch headphones. Let's try the Pixel Buds A series next. Some of these um, I've used before, some of them I haven't. These ones I have. So these are the Pixel Buds A series um, connected via Bluetooth to my iPhone. And now let's add some background noise. So again, you've got that quite loud um, background noise that's available there. And just for old time's sake, let's use a, a microphone here that's open to the room. So you can hear what it's like in the whole room with that noise going at these speakers. So now it's just me, and we'll pause that again, mute that music or that ambient noise. And this is just me on the headphones, moving around, etc., etc. Again, I don't know what it sounds like. You be the judge. These are the Sony WF-1000 X Mark IV. Now, these are brand new out of the box, so I haven't used these before, so we'll pair these up. So this is the sound of a Sony, and these are a high-end headphone from Sony, okay? These are not your average headphone in terms of price. You're talking $400-odd. I think I've seen them recently. About in the high 300s. WF-1000 Mark IVs. These are stunning quality. Um, very good headphones. But let's add that ambient noise. So, again, this is just somewhat simulated if you're walking down a busy street, city traffic, maybe even there is some rain or wind or whatever it might be. And I will say wind is the one thing I can't be testing right here. I should have brought a fan, okay? But I didn't. So that's the one thing I can't test right now is the effect of wind. But just on their own, Sony headphones. Now, I should say, fortunately, none of them have hung up the call as I've put the uh, headphones away. So let's see how we go with Belkin's uh, top end, uh, Soundform Freedom True Wireless Earbuds. Let's get those paired up. There's three products in the Belkin Soundform range this year. Uh, these are the top end, uh, nice little small uh, AirPod looking like, but they have Find My built into the case, um, as well as some crazy good features. So um, they're slimline, they fit well. Uh, this, this is, is me talking, talking on the phone, phone but this, this is me out on the street talking on the phone. So a lot of ambient noise. Um, I don't know, but like it's it's coming through to me, and I feel put off by it. So I'd be I'd probably be talking louder if I was on the phone like this. But this is what it would be like if you're in a busy area trying to use these, maybe even a busy office uh, trying to use these headphones. Yes or no? Your call. Uh, let's just stick with the Belkin range, and these are their mid-priced range. I actually utterly love these. They're a much smaller bud in the ear, which is a big tick from me. Uh, and they're now paired, so you should be uh, hearing me through the headphones. Um, I actually really think these are the sweet spot in the Belkin range. From memory, they're 120 Aussie dollars, um, and they come with a, a charging power brick as well for your phone and your headphones, which is cool. Um, let's add some ambient noise now, though. As if we're out on the streets, trucks and cars driving by. It sounds like it's raining as well, if I'm all honest. Um, I do regret not thinking about bringing some sort of um, wind machine. I should have used a blower from the garden, which would have added noise and wind. But anyway, they're your uh, Belkin sound form. These are the Rise True Wireless Buds. Middle of the range at Big W. Let's stick with Belkin and go to their most affordable. Okay. So these are the Belkin Soundform Move Plus. It's looking $89, and they come with 
a wireless charging pack as well, a wireless charging pad um, at Big W. So these are under $100, okay? So let's just remember and set our expectations there. Uh, this is the quality of the phone call, and then let's have that ambient noise as if we're wandering the streets of Sydney, Australia, wondering where we're going and how we'll ever get there. And also, why are we walking and not driving? That's madness. Um, so that's your quality, uh, movement, if there's any sound in that. Uh, it's always interesting to see whether or not they fall out. These ones are good. Again, I love these ones. They're a good. They're not a bad size in the ear. Um, and they fit well. They work well. And for paying for your buck, very good audio quality. Let's go to the more recently announced Apple AirPods. So to be clear, I'm not listening to music at all on these, by the way. I'm not listening to test the music quality. I find that to be even more subjective. But this, the reason for this test is because the sound at the other end is what you want to know. It's what you can't really test on your own. So this is the new AirPods. And what do they call them? Third generation. I am not a massive fan because I, I can't get a good fit. I feel like they're always going to fall out. A lot of people love them. That's cool. Let's add that background noise. Now, again, Apple talk about the amount of effort they put in with the microphones. Um, a lot of companies do that. But this is the, um, the proof being in the pudding. And again, I'm not saying this is a bell and end all, but this is a somewhat controlled situation. Same background noise, same experiment, different headphones. So they're your third generation Apple AirPods. Let's go super affordable again with JBL. So from JBL, these are the Tune 225s. I don't have a price on me right now, but they're affordable. I'm pretty sure these are at the, at the absolute low end of JBL's range. Now, I mean, on these, they're obviously a little longer stalked than most headphones these days. But, you know, in terms of your younger, late uh, late tens, early teens, uh, in terms of affordable headphones, doesn't come much better than this. So let's, um, let's see how this sounds, and then let's add that ambient noise. See how that sounds as well. Um, I feel like getting out of the rain. I mean, that's the only thing that's happened to me here. I'm thinking, oh, let's get out of the rain. These ones are touch loose. Oh, they feel like when I, well, they sound like when I touch them. Mental note, touching hangs up the call when you're on a call. So I actually don't know whether that's happened more often than not. No, that's the first time we've had a hang up. So let's mute that now and go, not bad. I'll take it. And let's move on. Oh, so many headphones to choose from. Let's take the LG Tone. I only received these a couple of days ago. Um, so I know absolutely nothing about them, but I did use them on the weekend, on the lawns. It's about as big a test as I give for headphones, normally. Um, I love the size, super ultra small. That's good. And I think we're paired. We are paired. So these, I'm a big fan of. Uh, great little case. Uh, the music quality is, to be honest, awesome. I was listening to these on the weekend. Love them. And I love the size of them, and they're a good fit. So that's a big win on its own. Hopefully the sound quality on a normal phone call is good here. This is, you know, conference call style. This is what it'd be like if you were using your headphones for a Zoom call or something like that. But if you went outside, look at the pouring rain, you'd get something like this. So, you know, I think what we're looking for here is some of these won't cope well. I assume, I don't know, maybe they're all great. Some of them, though, will absolutely excel at trying to overemphasize the, the local noise that is me over and above what you're seeing and hearing um, from the outside noise. Next cab off the rank, the AG. Now, pff, never really heard of this brand until they were sent to me. Um, AG. Now, these, there's a couple of different models here I've got. These are the TWS 04K 
WH. Um, so really great name. Power on. Okay. So something simple. I do love the case. It's a very nice, um, nice feel to it, weirdly. Um, but anyway, that's by the by. This is a phone call quality. What does it sound like to make a call on the AG TWS 04? Okay. WH. Um, let's add some ambient noise to that phone call, though, because you never know where you're going to be when someone rings you. You don't know that you're, gonna, you're not going to quite get to your car. You haven't got there in time. So people will ring you when you're in a noisy place. You might work in a noisy environment. That could be another reason. So, again, a bit of movement, whatever we like. All good. That is the AG TWS 04K WH. About as good a name as, as the Sony's. Others keep it simple, right? Let's try and keep it simple, folks. All right, so much fun to do this. So let's kick into a different brand. Let's go Jabra. These are the Elite 7 Pro. Now, I'm pretty sure these are the headphones that inspired me to do this. I remember a briefing where they said, we've got a couple coming out. I'll look at some of the other ones in a minute. And these ones had some serious microphone technology in them. And um, I can tell it's got that in it because I've just had some sort of pass-through happen where I'm, I'm not in noise-canceling mode. I'm in pass through so i can kind of hear myself that's fine as long as you're hearing me on the recording so this is the sound of a phone call on the jabra elite 7 pro now let's add that background noise because if you do have really great microphone technology that should be coming through here right now that's the honest part of this whole thing and you know these are super comfortable look at them they're super sleek you can barely kind of see them protruding i'm a big fan of headphones not sticking out too much these i think come in a more bone color like you go kind of skin tone color here this is getting to the point where you could wear these all the time and that's obviously where we're going we're going to the point where people will wear headphones all the time it's you already see it now but i just think it's a bit rude i'm, I'm still not at that point let's try not to hang up the call jabra elite 7 pro um let's try something else from jbl these are the club pro plus tws these are a bit bigger a bit chunkier uh, in the ear. So what we got here is Club Pro Plus. That's what you're looking at there uh, from JBL. I can hear the pairing noise. I've tried so many JBL products in my time. I know the the, the sound of a JBL product pairing. Doom 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 doom. Doo -doo -doo -doo. There it is. All right, we're connected. And yes, this is the sound of me through the JBL Club Pro Plus TWS. So these, oh, oh, when I put, before I put the ambient noise on, I don't expect these to be great with the ambient noise. These are for great music, great sound. Um, these are for a different type of user. I don't see this as your city user. I see this as someone who wants to sit at home or the gym listening to great music. Let's have that ambient noise though and see what effect it has. They're, um, they're a bit looser in my ears, but um, they're not going anywhere because they're proper in-ear headphones. Um, I really like the like the feeling. They're super lightweight as well, so I like that a lot. I don't know how much of that you need before you make a judgment, but so be it. <laughs> now, there's another set of AG here. Now, these ones I've only just received. Uh, look at those. These these are the Kotsubu 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 AG Kotsubu Kotsubu. I think they're a Japanese brand. A lot of uh, Japanese symbols on there, so I am assuming that. Sorry if that is a poor assumption. Now, they're pink, but they're tiny. My goodness me. Actually, the pink's not bad. Look at that. You can barely see it there. 
let's pair them. Power on. I like a good, strong voice in the ear. I like it when they do that. Constable is connected. So this is me talking through these AGs. I've got to say, this is the first time I've put them on, first time I took them out of the box. And just looking at myself there in the monitor, I can see, I mean, I would have thought pink was bad, but obviously my skin colour is close to pink. Um, this is why I think um, if we look for skin tone, and they're going to have so many skin tones, you're going to need a lot of different um, headphones. But imagine this, the actual skins you could put on headphones to give you this, or little sleeves like the old Nokia mobile phones. Anyway, I digress. Um, this is the sound of me on the Kotsubus from AG, and let's add some ambient noise. Um, I really can't tell you about the features of this because most of it's written in Japanese, but given the symbols on there, I can see they're lightweight, they have touch controls, now, IPX4 rated, some sort of fingerprint, something to do with a case. We're going to use APC. I can't say much because I haven't researched them at all. I also don't know what they work. So maybe I'll put that on the screen when I'm in the post edit. But that's the sound of me talking on those. I am a massive fan of how they feel. I'm going to kind of put them back in here. Whoop. Try not to hang up the phone at the same time, you see. Oh. That's good. Look at that. Nice, cozy little box. That's really, really good. Oh, I like those a lot. What have we not tried? Um, there's another set, another set of Jabras. Now, these ones are the Elite 3s. Now, these, from my memory, are super cheap. I mean, for Jabra, crazy affordable. I remember when they came out thinking, this is, this is a story on its own. Let's pair them. Okay, that was easy. We are connected. And these, as I remember them, affordable and also very lightweight. Again, compared to the Elite 7s, um, very similar profile, sound, everything. Excellent quality, lightweight headphones. I, I don't know that they'll be the same as the Elite 7s because of the technology in them, but this is the sound of me talking on them, and this is the sound of me with a ambient noise in the background. So that's going to be a pretty epic amount of ambient noise for these headphones at this price. But... That's what you want, isn't it? Um, so, this is me talking along in the pouring rain out on the city streets with my Jabra Elite 3. Thank you. We will pause that now. It's interesting how many headphones stay connected after you put them in the box. So, for example, the Kotsubos are still connected, even though that's been shut for some time. We'll leave that aside. Now, I counted 14 earlier. There's actually 15 because... I misplaced my set of JBL Live Pro Plus and went to JB Hi-Fi and bought them. They were not $249, they they're actually $178. So they've come down in price, which is a huge win because these are exceptional. Now they're exceptional music quality. JBL make great sound, great music quality, great sound, um, sorry, noise cancelling for the price. Like for the price, you're getting about $100 saving on noise cancelling. So let's try and pair them. There's that JBL sound again. Dun, 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 We're connected. All right, so JBL Live Pro Plus, TWS. Um, let's have a listen on the phone. So now we're on the phone, talking away on the JBL Live Pro Plus. These, you know, with movement sound, uh, who knows what's happening around you, or just sitting in an office having a conversation, they should sound pretty good. And the profile here, again, very good, low profile, very small stalk, but also a bit of design to the stalk. Like, look at that. There's a bit of a 
if I move around, a bit of a shine there, little tiny JBL logo. It's, it's, these are seriously high quality design sound performance. So let's add the ambient noise and see what effect that has on the JBL Live Pro Plus. Remember, $178 I paid for these. Um, RRP, I think, was $249. And I thought, yeah, putting on the box, $249 was the original RRP. But leading up to Christmas, headphones, look at how many there are. You've got to break apart and find your, uh, your market. And this is the JBL Live Pro Plus. So, there it is. That is the sound of silence. It's not the sound of silence at all. It's a stupid thing to say. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen sets of headphones. And you now know what they all sound like on the other end of a phone call. Which do you think? Let me know in the comments. Which ones did you like the most? I don't care if you rank them all, or just pick one or two that you thought were great. Um, were there any surprises there? I don't know. I'm going to have to listen in the edit and see what happens. But I want to leave it up to you because it's not really, it's so subjective. It should be you that decides. Maybe there's no surprises. Maybe there are some. For me, the surprise is the Kotsubus from AG. Very, very good form factor. Excellent form factor. So I can't wait to listen to those, to listen to the music and see if there's another color. Um, I'm always a fan of, the, of what Jabra do. Their audio quality is great. The Belkin range is bang for your buck out of this world, especially those um, $89 ones, because you've got to remember you get a wireless charging pad with that. Sony's have the best noise cancelling. I still believe that uh, out of this world. And the JBL Live Pro Plus, I think, overall, with adaptive noise cancelling, music quality, and hopefully sound on phone quality, I think bang for your buck is a, is a good all-rounder. Let me know what you think in the comments. Um, follow, subscribe, like everything you want. Um, we are all over the social medias. Thanks for your support. We'll um, look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for listening. Wonderful to have your company. I hope that um, that little headphone test was interesting for you. Um, I think it might have been hard to listen to in parts uh, because some of them weren't great. But I'd also love for you to, to let me know in the comments. So, if you, if you did enjoy that and you do have some feedback, go to YouTube uh, or Facebook. The video's on both platforms. And let me know. Tell me what you thought of different ones. What, how did it resonate with you? Was it surprising or was it obvious? I, I'm curious. I haven't overanalyzed it. I really just edited it quickly and put it up. I haven't overanalyzed it yet. I'll probably do that later this week uh, for an article. Um, yeah, let me know what you think. I'd be uh, fascinated to know. Um, thank you very much for downloading. Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh, we'll be back next week, my birthday week. In fact, I record on my birthday um, for the EFGM podcast. If you're listening in the Two Blokes Talking Tech feed, thank you for listening. Uh, great to have your company. And uh, we'll be back on Two Blokes Talking Tech on Thursday night and with the movie show on Saturday. Lots of podcasts just to keep you entertained because it's fun. Talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.